You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Happy Monday. Hello, hello. We are currently out of office. Mm-hmm. Liz and I are, I'm so excited. We are driving to St. Louis for a women in business seminar with Emery, Emily Frisella. Um, her husband, Andy Frisella, owns First Form. She owns Paper and Company, I think yep. it's called. Fit, um, Fit Home and Health. Fit Home and Health. She's got cookbooks. She's awesome. Um we love her. She's been on our podcast. She was one of our first, she was one of the first guests on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so we are there and learning all the things to help make fit mom amazing. Um, wearing our cocktail dresses. Yes. So excited. There's two cocktail parties, um, for the two nights that we're there. And so Liz and I have been getting new dresses. <laughs> I have so many things to I take so back to many Amazon things to return. I know. And might I have to return to Nordstrom Rack. Amazon's easy. Like Amazon returns, I've streamlined. Nordstrom Rack, I got to look into how to return them. Um, I just ordered more stuff because I need a shirt that goes with those pants. I found a really cute pair of high-waisted pants yeah. too. From Are they garbage, garbage bag pants? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But they have a bow and they're like tight, ruffle-waisted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need a tight top to go with them. Yeah. So I just ordered a couple of things on Amazon today and then I'm putting in to return because the shirt that I sent you yesterday, like... I took off those pants and it literally goes down to like mid thigh. And I'm like, this is a very long shirt. I don't know what I'm ever going to do with this. So um, anyways, yeah, we're excited. It's funny because I saw your comment in the group about you've been packing for three weeks now. (laughs) I am very efficient at a lot of things in my life. Packing is not one of them. Yeah. I pack all the things. Oh, I'm definitely going to bring way more than I need. But it's fine. We have, we're road tripping in the cars. Oh, and I ordered a new cooler bag to bring with us. I love it. I have a lot of coolers, so don't worry. Yeah. Well, um, this is for the water park because I have a feeling we're going to basically live across the street for most of the mm-hmm. summer. Um, and I was like, I'm going to need to bring stuff with us because they have a concession stand and you're not supposed to bring stuff in with you, but everybody else was yesterday. Yeah. And if we plan to be there for a few hours, like we're definitely going to bring some snacks because mm-hmm. we're not eating the concession stand. No, not Anyways. at all. We need to wrap up our series, our menstrual Monday series. And I think that this is a perfect topic to kind of wrap it up with i know mm-hmm. we have dr laura bryden coming on soon yeah. so that will obviously be around you know female health um but this is talking about something called post birth control syndrome so dr brighton dr jolene brighton is kind of who coined this term um and she has a little bit of a protocol that we're going to go through today for helping the body to manage coming off of birth control and what can be normal coming off of birth control is like technically normal not we don't want these things happening but like these are things that people experience um because this is not something that like your doctor is going to tell you when you decide to come off birth control. They're not going to be like, these are symptoms that you may have, and this is what you need to do about it. This is what they mean. If you've been listening to our Mondays recently, you understand birth control is something that is given for lots of people. And the, the intention for what it's given is to prevent pregnancy. But unfortunately, people take it to resolve issues that aren't actually being resolved by birth control. They're taking it for period pain, period heaviness, you know, 
acne, PCOS, endometriosis, all of these different things that have underlying, undiscovered, untreated issues that you are covering up with birth control. Mm -hmm. And so unfortunately, those things don't go away when you're on birth control. And so we need to figure out a way to help manage what happens or what could potentially happen when you come off of this pill that some, I mean, like I know for me, I was on this pill for a decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been at on least a pill for a long time. Um, let's see before I had Marcus and then I went back on the IUD after. So mm-hmm. you guys have heard my story just with, you know, the reason why I went on at a young age, acne, horrible periods, right. Debilitating, heavy, um, you know, and I don't have any of those things now, but I've also done the due diligence of working on my gut and, you know, fixing some of these underlying symptoms. So let's kind of dive into is post birth control syndrome real? Um, you know, we've read a lot about this in Dr. Brighton's book as well as on her blog. And she shares that she's been documenting women's stories and their symptoms coming off of hormonal birth control for a very long time. And one of the things that she found is that when people come off of the birth control, the hormonal birth control pills, they feel like they're struggling even more. And so some of these things can be, you know, acne, cystic acne, rosacea, skin issues, right? Um, Loss of menstruation for three to six months, blood sugar regulation. So this is going to be things where you feel like, you know, you're craving a lot of things or you have like headaches or you're getting nauseous. If you are, you know, tanking, let's say you feel like crap, um, you crash in blood sugar and then you're craving things like that's going to be a low, uh, overly tired after meals. Um, there's all different things that go into blood sugar regulation. And so we know that obviously our hormones impact our blood sugar and vice versa. Depression, anxiety, mood symptoms. We talked about this in the last podcast. You can actually you know, become attracted to different people when you come off. There's a book that I've been listening to. It's called Your Brain on Birth Control. It's pretty interesting. It talks about mood changes as well, like changing personality types. You can have changes in bowels, i.e. gut health, hair loss, headaches, heavy painful periods, gas or bloating, gut dysbiosis, inflammation and other immune imbalances, and then you know headaches and migraines. And you guys might think, well, what the heck? This is what you've been talking about the whole time. This is why people go on birth control. Well, yeah, but they also experiencing these symptoms when they come off birth control, post birth control. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so here's the thing. If you're having these symptoms, one, they can be part of what the pill has caused. You know, it's your body essentially rebuilding, relearning, re-regulating. And so some of it could be side effects per se. Some of it could be things that have manifested into essentially like worse situations than when we went on before the pill. Like if you have not done work in our health to help create a better health situation than existed prior to going on the pill, you could now be in for a whole world of hurt on the other side of it when we start going off of it. And so if you have all of these different, you know, things going on, all of these different symptoms going on, usually what we tell people, give yourself at least a few months initially because and when it comes to hormonal things, when it comes to our cycle, your body needs some time to regulate it. Your body needs a period of time to kind of, you know, essentially gain what you're putting in and reap the reward from it. And so if you're trying to eat healthier, if you're trying to reduce inflammation, if you're trying to do these different things, 
then yes, absolutely, it's going to take some time. You might not see it immediately bring you reward in that first month that you get you know, a normal period back. Sometimes things get worse before they get better. And other things that people need to understand is like, unfortunately, guys, you might have been hiding things. Some people go on birth control at the age of 16, 17 years old and develop autoimmunity, develop you know, like we talked about PCOS, all of these different things, you may not know you have it until you go off the pill because it can hide things. It can hide how our hormones are actually functioning. It can hide certain symptoms. And so sadly, you could have some complex problems that need to be managed that have essentially been being masked by birth control. And so if you get to a place where you want to go over it, or I'm sorry, go off of it, then usually what we do is we approach it like we need to replenish the body. We need to get the body back to as neutral, as healthy, as homeostasis of a place as possible. And there's some things, important steps that we kind of go about doing that. And this is something that, you know, Dr. Brighton actually has in terms of like her five steps. Um, But post birth control syndrome is, it could be a, a variety of things. It could be all of these symptoms, some of these symptoms, essentially anything that kind of shifts after going off of birth control. So the first thing that we've talked about, birth control has been shown by science, by studies that it can deplete nutrients. And so the pill actually depletes folate. A lot of people go off birth control to have a baby and folate is vital for fetal, fetal development. And so if you are trying to have a child, you want to be considering these things even before you go off of birth control, okay? Other nutrients that research has shown can become deficient, B12, B2, B6, a lot of our vitamins that help us feel energized and give us daily energy, selenium, which is very important for thyroid health. A lot of people can have thyroid issues while on birth control and not realize it, vitamin C and vitamin E. So all of these things This could be done with a prenatal. This could be done with a multivitamin. Um, That's something that I actually, you know, recommend for a number of clients is to actually take a prenatal while on birth control, even if you're not trying to get pregnant, and a good prenatal because that can essentially help supplement the deficiencies that are being caused. Yeah. And if your doctors think that all of this is in your head and you don't know what you're talking about, research has shown this in terms of nutrient depletion since the 1970s. And also, you know, more and more is coming out about the known association with mood orders, as we've also talked about in other episodes. So this is about, again, conformed, informed consent. Speak with your doctor. If you want to come off of birth control, like maybe they're going to support you in terms of understanding some of these things. Maybe they won't, but you can do your due diligence to go ahead and start taking that prenatal or multivitamin. But more importantly, let's look to the root cause. uh, And that is most people's ultra processed diet that does not contain vitamins and minerals. So we recommend that you really focus on incorporating a variety of fruits, vegetables, good quality fat, wild caught fish, grass fed meats, right? All of these things. If you are following more of an animal or plant-based diet, then you want to make sure that you're getting enough protein and supplementing with an array of amino acids, because we know that plant-based foods don't give us a full amino acid profile. I would also recommend doing like a B complex or at least a B12 because you're going to miss out on that from not eating red meat. Um, you know, and then again, think about your digestion, like how you eat. Are you sitting down? Are you taking time to consume your food? Are you chewing your food well? Are you inhaling it, um, you know, on the go? And that's leading to gas and bloating. There's a lot of things here. As we've talked about in other episodes, 
you know, obviously pulling out inflammatory things such as sugar, alcohol, gluten, dairy, those types of things we would definitely recommend for a period of time so that we can lower inflammation in the body, bring all of this good stuff in. Again, think diversity, think colors, a wide variety of colors, a wide variety of diverse proteins. If you're not into the shellfish, that's totally fine. But then I would say take a fish oil at least to make sure that you're getting a good amount of EPA, DHA. Mm -hmm. So... The other hard thing is like sometimes gut issues can become, you know, like you, you don't necessarily notice gut issues sometimes. If you have a gut condition that seems to manifest itself after you come off birth control, we're going to talk about that in a second because that also further impacts your ability to get nutrients from your food. So hormones, obviously. When you are on birth control, you are dealing with synthetic hormones. Synthetic hormones are not our real body's hormones. Our real body's hormones are actually much more helpful. Um... And synthetic ones can impact your hormones, your estrogen, your progesterone, your testosterone, not even just your sex hormones too, your insulin, your thyroid, your cortisol. And so it can be confusing for you and your doctor to figure out what is driving all these symptoms. So what we usually recommend is if you can, getting some type of testing can be really helpful, especially if you come off of this and you're feeling off, like you're feeling like things aren't right, you're maybe having, you know, hot flashes or you're having insomnia or you're having um, any type of things. Gut can sometimes be hormone driven, like things that you just don't feel right. Energy throughout the day is really off. So we try to obviously, you know, if you're not ovulating, um, if you're not getting a period, we need to be addressing these things. And usually, like we said, give your body a couple months and, you know, support it in ways that we're discussing right now. But if things still don't seem to be kind of regulating a little bit, we need to look at this. And so after hormonal birth control, some women do struggle to ovulate again and can experience things like mood swings, painful periods, headaches, acne. These are all typically signs of some type of hormonal balance. Um, we don't know where it necessarily may be stemming from, but those are all pretty hormonally related symptoms. Um, and so we obviously look at like a comprehensive way of kind of restoring this balance. Um, so it, it depends on the person. It depends on what your health was prior when you went on birth control. But you, if you are going off birth control, especially to get pregnant, this is something that needs to be in line. You need to have normal periods. You need to be ovulating during those periods. And some people can be bleeding and not ovulating. And so, you know, ovulation usually indi is indicated by some type of cervical mucus change. Um, you end up having more discharge during that time. Some people I experience like more cramps actually during my ovulation and more bloating than I do during my cycle, my period cycle. And so everyone's a little bit different, but track your cycle, make sure it's consistent in terms of days and try to note like, am I consistently around that time? You can get ovulation strips. Um, ovulation is the point of a period. Like mm -hmm. that is why we get periods to be able to ovulate. And so even if you're having a bleed off of birth control, you might not be ovulating. Yeah. And we're, I think we're going to do another podcast in the coming weeks talking about cervical mucus, because honestly, this is something I've had conversations with several of my clients recently that are, you know, interested in, um, you know, their fertility now that they have come off of birth control. I have two girls that are just coming off birth control and now trying to figure out like, am I ovulating? What does this look like? So um, we're going to do a whole podcast on that because it does matter. And you can see a lot from your um, cervical uh, discharge or mucus. So 
Anyways, we've talked a lot about how your gut can be impacted uh, by the birth control pill, right? So we have, you know, nutrient depletions, but we also know that being on hormonal birth control pills may disrupt our normal gut flora. So what happens here is this creates an environment that allows your bacteria, so the bad bacteria, uh, to overgrow right? So harmful bacteria and yeast compared to that we always refer to as like good guys and bad guys. You want to balance, but you ultimately want more good guys. Think of them as like your army, you know, in the gut to defend uh, the bad guys. But if we have an overgrowth of harmful bacteria or yeast, this can also lead to other issues downstream, be it SIBO, IBS, IBD, things like that. Um, And then also something known as leaky gut. So we've talked about that as well. We have a lot of inflammatory foods that are coming in that we're sensitive to, and this is creating an immune response that creates those little you know, holes in the tight junctions of the lining of your gut, allowing things to seep out into the bloodstream, causing inflammation. Um, and then there's also evidence showing risk of inflammatory bowel disease with oral contraceptive use. So remember that your body depends on our gut to remove excess hormones. So this is where getting on some targeted supplementation can be really helpful in terms of getting, you know, your digestive tract working properly. Um, And then also in turn makes a big impact on balancing your hormones. So a couple of things uh, that we would recommend is as you come off of birth control, potentially starting a gut repair protocol um, to your needs. This is something we would work you know, with you on at an individual level, but we can also talk about you know, some nutrients here that are helpful in terms of healing the gut um, and some other foods. I know that there's also some testing that you can do uh, either with your doctor, like a comprehensive stool test. We run some of those for our clients called GI MAP test. If you're really experiencing you know, a lot of issues, most doctors will be testing you for SIBO, H. pylori, candida, things like that, mm-hmm. um, or at least refer you to a GI doc that can you know, do some scopes or things like that. So let's talk about some things that we can incorporate uh, just to heal the guts. And they also have many different benefits. I mean, not just for our gut, but overall for our health um, as well. And so the first one is L-glutamine. Very, very powerful, very soothing for the gut. Um, I use this a lot with clients who are going through that repair um, process and a gut healing protocol. Zinc, talked a lot about zinc in the last few episodes. Um, N-acetyl glucosamine, so that can definitely uh, be helpful. Slippery elm bark, marshmallow, chamomile, quercetin, citrus pectin, DGL, and aloe vera. Um, One of the best foods to, well, a couple of them for healing your gut would be um, bone broth. We love bone broth. You can also do pineapple. Pineapple is uh, very good for the gut. And then we want to think, depending upon how you tolerate, uh, you know, certain vegetables, we want to think like cooked vegetables. So soaked and sprouted beans and legumes, things like that, that can make it easier um, because all of those plant-based products have some defense mechanisms. How you cook them, you know, or soak or sprout them before you consume them can definitely uh, be helpful as well. Yeah. And that kind of segues perfectly in the next piece, which is supporting your natural hormone detox. Um, So your body depends on your detox system to remove excess hormones from itself. And this is a natural system that supports optimal hormone health. So these, this detoxing depends on adequate nutrients. It depends on B vitamins, the same ones which are depleted during pill taking. So at the end of the day, guys, our liver is responsible for processing and essentially readying estrogen for removal from the body. So our liver plays a huge role in this. And 
if we are not supporting our liver, it will have a very hard time detoxing the excess hormones that we potentially are having. So these could not only be coming from, you know, poor food choices, but like environmental toxins, hair products, candles in the house, perfumes. There's a lot of things that can, if we already have a stressed out system, can be kind of triggering worsening symptoms and worsening hormonal balances. Um, and so take a whole look at everything, diet, lifestyle, removing removal of these environmental toxins. But you want to also include things that can help to support the liver with this process. And so you can take, you know, liver supporting supplements. We've done that before with clients. Um, Clearvite's a great one. There's a, you know, DIM can be a supportive one for helping to get rid of excess estrogen, but certain foods can be really helpful for this as well. Um, Beets, carrots, dandelion root, burdock root, broccoli, cauliflower, broccoli sprouts, kale. These are all things that are One, you need to have a healthy gut to consume, so we need to make sure that the gut is in a good spot because a lot of these are very cruciferous and rough vegetables. So things like broccoli, cauliflower, they definitely have like roots um, or stems that can be really tough to break down. So starting with consuming them like very well chopped or cooked down like Liz was talking about. Um, And so you can also juice a lot of these things to help make digestion of them a little bit easier. Um, But if we are not consuming these things, the liver can become burdened. It can then recycle that estrogen that it's trying to eliminate back into our bloodstream. And usually when it gets recycled and doesn't get eliminated, it shows up in slightly more harmful forms. And so this is where we end up with, you know, different types of estrogen that are more toxic to the body per se. And where a lot of people see this estrogen imbalance because the body is not getting rid of it. And so comparatively to progesterone, we have now too high of estrogen. And although estrogen is great, when it is off balance compared to progesterone, that's where we get a lot of the symptoms. So supporting the liver and supporting, you know, the detoxification that has to happen, that is why we want to include some more of these foods, sweat more, make sure you're going to the bathroom daily, make sure you're peeing, hydrated, all of those things help support the liver. Yeah, especially because being on birth control as well can increase inflammation. I mean, we know that there's inflammation that happens at different you know points in time of our cycle, such as ovulation and then the bleed, but we are also putting synthetic hormones, you know, artificial things into our body. And so that can lead to increased levels of CRP, which is your inflammation markers. It can also lead to insulin resistance and high triglycerides, which I would definitely say have never been brought up um, by my doctor. Um, And so most women go in and they feel like, you know, their metabolism is broken or, you know, they just can't lose weight. They don't feel good. Their energy isn't good. And all these things just kind of get dismissed. Um, and so this is where when you're coming off of birth control, like you may need to find a you know practitioner or somebody to work with to address some of these things that you see on your labs, you know, such as cholesterol or other uh, markers regarding just gut inflammation, nutrient mm-hmm. deficiencies, insulin resistance, things like that. So, yeah, absolutely. There's some great side effects, though, of going off the pill. I know we're talking about a lot of negatives. <laughs> yeah. And what you need to repair. But you guys, I will I will say being off the pill has like lifted away off my shoulders. Like I, I can trust my body again. It wasn't like, let me take this to protect from pregnancy and like all of those things. Like I have noticed, and yes, a lot of this correlates with me renourishing my body and getting my body back to a healthy place. But like my mood is so much better. And I think it might actually be just now that I'm realizing the timing of it all. Like I was 
not only underfed and hungry, hangry, while I was very, very lean, I did not have a period. I was on the birth control pill. I was moody AF. Like Nick tells me all the time, he's like, your mood is just like so much better. You're you're just happier. Like I loved you obviously at all times, but like he says, you're just a lot less crazy now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a lot easier to love somebody more when they're in a good mood versus being crabby ass all I the time. I know. <laughs> I just felt an like an instantaneous shift in my whole body as soon as I got my last IUD out. Like I don't know. I had never felt that with my other IUDs. I just knew I had to get it out. And I remember my niece telling me, she's like, I just feel like lighter, like something shifted in you know, my body when I got it taken out. And I couldn't agree with her more. It's very, very hard to describe it. Um, another good benefit of getting off the birth control is that you have a sex drive again mm-hmm. for some people. Um, you know, They can be frustrated, like they don't feel the drive or just don't feel like they have adequate libido. Um, sometimes this can also impact your cervical mucus again, and it can lead to things like vaginal dryness, so forth. Um, I've actually was reading something earlier talking about um, vaginal infections and how they're higher on the birth control pill. Um, And so that's another big thing is like if you have itching or irritation, guys, like UTIs or reoccurring yeast infections in the vagina are not normal. So you need to make sure that you're definitely chatting with your doctor. One way to identify this if it's not itching or irritation is actually yellow discharge. So it would be kind of like a... um, thick, creamy, lotiony substance, and it would be yellow. And that is not normal. Usually a sign of gut issues. If you mm. have reoccurring yeast infections, look to the gut because that's likely where they're starting. Um, weight loss. Some people gain weight going on the, peer, going on the um, birth control pill, but I will say some people sometimes will gain weight coming off of it. I was going to say, we've seen both. I've seen both. I've particularly seen a little bit more gaining weight with coming off of the depot shot. Um, but yeah, it, it can go either way. If you if you were someone that gained weight going on the pill, then likely you will probably lose weight coming off of it. Um, energy. The, the, the pill robs you of nutrients. We literally just talked about that. Like nutrients that are very necessary. B vitamins are in my mind, like you need B vitamins to have energy. If you are deficient in B vitamins, you likely are fatigued throughout the day and the pill has been shown to deplete this. And so symptoms of fatigue after stopping birth control can go away. You can feel more energy. You can actually have this boost of energy throughout the day. Of course, the added boost of adaptogens, you know, if you take them after going off the pill, if you go on like a prenatal, if you go on certain type of supplements to help, can obviously help because if you come off of it and you're like completely depleted, you're going to feel worse. But now we have to rebuild and get you to provide your own energy for your body by eating enough, by potentially taking some supplements, by doing the things that support yeah. your body giving itself its own energy. I would definitely say to go on a good probiotic coming off mm-hmm. because again, as we kind of talked about, like being on the hormonal contraceptive pill can lead to an overgrowth of like the bad guys in the gut. And so at least coming off of it for a couple months, see how you feel if you're taking, we like uh, Megaspore, that's a really good soil-based probiotic and feed the good guys. Again, you're repopulating things. Um, and hopefully you only need to do that short term because you're now off of the thing that's causing depletions and overgrowth. Um, but again, that's not like the end all be all. There's a lot of reasons for gut health stuff. Yep. Um, and then I was actually thinking about this last night uh, because I did a hair mask 
And I was like, my hair is getting so freaking long. I couldn't even keep it up when I was running this morning and kept having to put like multiple hair ties mm-hmm. in it. But um, you can have incredible hair, skin, and nails. Um, and so again, I'm going to tie this back to the fact that when you are off the birth control pill and you're no longer you know, on something that's causing nutrient depletions, you've got more collagen, more vitamins and minerals mm-hmm. to you know feed the growth of your hair, skin, and nails. And um, I will say since I have been off the last IUD, I have not had any acne. When I was on my IUD, like Mm -hmm. I would get a couple little spots here and there, but yeah, I haven't had anything at ovulation or at my bleed and my skin feels really good. Yeah. I just like, personally, I like the feeling that my body's doing what it's meant to do. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, and there was a time guys, there was a time where I absolutely felt the need for birth control. And there's been some times where I've considered going back on birth control because I'm terrified of getting pregnant right now, but I won't because of the information I know. And so again, this is not telling you you have to go off birth control. This series has not been to tell you. This series has has been to inform you. You make the most informed decision. If you feel in your gut right now, like maybe I shouldn't be on birth control, look into ways to start to plan for going off of it. Look in the ways to help support your body in a better way to come off of it and not experience negative symptoms. If you went on it because you were trying to cover up certain symptoms, maybe we need to get together and discuss what can we start doing to help manage those symptoms and truly healing from within versus taking something that's kind of covering them up. And so yes, it can be an overwhelming thought. It can be an overwhelming journey. But at the end of the day, I like to trust my body. I like to put money on my body because it is built and meant to do certain things. Unfortunately, sometimes drugs can get in the way of that. So hopefully this series has been helpful. If you have any other questions, please feel free to email us, message Liz or I. We're more than happy to talk about them. But yeah, Menstrual Mondays. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.